0: Yeah, buddy, it's Thursday and that means it's time for another lifestyle business podcast. Thanks for joining us today. This is the podcast where we believe building a business is the ideal way to create more freedom and opportunity for you, your family, and those around you. Today I've got a, a very handsome crowd around me. As is per the usual, I got my captain, my co-host, a man who wears his sunglasses at night and today joining us is SEO expert Travis Jamison. Welcome to the program, Travis. It's Thank your you guys. inaugural. Show. If you guys stick around to the end of the episode, we'll share with you some of the top tools that pro SEOs use to get their websites to the number one spot in Google, and that's what today's program is all about. Number one in Google, baby. I know you like that, Ian. Google's a zero-sum game, baby. You win, somebody else is losing. Yeah, buddies. Ten spots
1: if you're not in them. You're losing. And the people in front of you, they know more about SEO. All right, everybody.
0: Before we get on the meat and potatoes, let's talk about the the shouts, news, and questions. Yeah, Booyah Joe Magnati over from the AdSense Flippers podcast calls today. Let's listen to what he's got to say.
1: Booyah, baby. This is Joe Magnati from the AdSense Flippers podcast. We'll be there in Bali soon. Just booked all the flights and the hotels. We'll see you that first week of December, baby.
0: Cheers, Joe. I'm pumped to see you guys in Bali in just a couple weeks' time, and I love the new podcast. Thank you so much for putting your content into audio form. It's inspiring. I love listening to episode number two. We'll link C up to that. Even though I knew the story, I loved listening to it. Big ups to Chris Patterson. He says five stars booyah on iTunes for the LBP, baby. Chris said he had his doubts when we announced so boldly that we would publish every Thursday. Turns out, we did. Not as big as a flake as we thought we were. (laughs) All right, we got a question from listener Melanie. She has a question, an SEO question, about the importance of exact match domains. Now, everybody knows that if you have an exact match domain, you're much more likely to get ranked for that key term. I mean, that's a profound impact on your ranking. And Melanie's question is basically, should I be buying other domains that are more long tail and redirecting them to my exact match domains? We've got an SEO expert on hand. Travis, your opinion.
2: I don't believe that you should be because if you're buying brand new domains, no matter what they say in the URL, they still don't have any credibility. So if you're redirecting those, Google probably won't even know to begin with But even if they do notice, it's not going to have any impact. You need to have high quality authority
0: domains should be the only ones redirecting back to your site. Right. So if your market is reselling Blue Yeti mics, you absolutely want to have Blue Yeti microphone in your or Blue Yeti mic. Without a doubt. In your key term. But it doesn't make sense to buy up a bunch of URLs and just point them somewhere.
2: No, they're useless unless you were to take these other URLs and actually build them up yourself and then redirect them, then they would be valuable, but it's just not, it's not a good investment.
0: That was the first thing I did when I got into SEO like four years ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> funny. Like, I like bought like sure. 500 <laughs> domains. I don't know who told me to do that. It was really, really dumb. My advice, exact match, buy one domain, and just focus on it to begin. But we got a lot more to talk about SEO. So let's get moving on to the meat and potatoes. I'm pumped about this. This is gonna change some businesses tonight. By the candlelight, by the pool here in Bali, it's a crazy little bit of a setup we got here. We actually dragged the desk out to the pool. You can hear the motorcycles in the background. There's no good place to really record podcasts yet at this time. Yeah, house. so the problem that we're
1: having is in the house, it's a little echoey because everything's tile and the ceilings are fairly high and there's not a lot of furniture in there. Right. So what we did is we took this outside but the problem is that the Indonesians love to rev their little motorcycle I'm a motorhead, but these guys go crazy for this little 125 So you're gonna hear them throughout the show I hope it adds kind of a nice element nice little flavor to the show. We'll see that yeah, That's very Indo
0: of us. All right, Travis. You have an incredible background Let's just walk through You're in the situation with your business where you're not an SEO consultant You're not some guy who decided one day he was gonna make a little bit of extra shake by doing SEO You had to learn SEO Tell us about your business and how you got started.
2: All right, my business is, I developed a specialty nutritional supplement. I'm not gonna reveal what that is, but I developed it and it's in an incredibly hard niche. Basically, the niche on Google is all government websites, EDU websites, and huge authority organizations. And so after I created this product, had it manufactured, ready to go, then I'm sitting there with no traffic and no way to really sell it. Right. And so I was forced to learn all the best SEO that was possible in order to rank. A lot of people probably would have tried to hire somebody to rank. I did try to hire people and (laughs) it was useless. I don't even know if there was any results whatsoever. I spent a lot of money with very poor results.
0: What I love about the structure of what happened with you is like your product was done. Once you developed your product And so you're sitting there with a laptop, you're a really smart dude, and you just for two years jammed on rankings. And that's why like Ian and I were so pumped about learning from you these last few weeks. It's such a unique background. And so let's just start digging into it. I think before we talk about the six things that people don't know about SEO, we need to address sort of SEO philosophy. Because there's 95% of the things you're going to read about SEO on the internet are one school of philosophy. And what we're gonna talk about here tonight is that 5%, the alternate school. That initial school was White Hat. That's what you're hearing at SEO Moz. That's what you're hearing at Search Engine Land. All these things that everybody's passing around the internet about viral stuff and quality backlinks and easy articles and squidoo lenses and all this kind of stuff. This is what
1: Google's promoting
0: too. Yeah, this is what Matt Cutts is telling you to do. And what we're talking about tonight is the Black Hat. Gray hat. We're talking about aggressive SEO, we're talking about innovative, bleeding edge SEO. And there are some cons to that. Yeah. Can, can, let's talk about some of the cons. Because before we tell people all this stuff, you got to know the risks. Yeah. The cons is, first of all, if you have a
2: very well-developed site that is already ranking incredibly highly, it would just be foolish to mess with it with some of these risque tactics. For example, Dan and I have a site that ranks
1: number one for a ton of different key terms. And your advice to us on that site is don't touch it.
2: Don't touch it whatsoever. Okay. Because the amount of gain that you would actually get from this is so small. And even though the risk is small as well, why even risk it if you're already killing it with it?
0: Right, you could get knocked down in the serbs. Well, let me tell you a reason why, like a pro, is a lot of the guys that I meet that like, they get their copy of Market Samurai, and they're basically looking for niches where they're competing with just a bunch of dunces super low-hanging fruit. The problem sometimes with low-hanging fruit is that there's a reason why it's low-hanging. There's no money there. No money. And what's interesting about the tactics that you're bringing forward is this is a possibility where you could raise the bar to completely reconsider the kinds of niches that you could go after. I think that's one of the pros. I'll tell you one of the cons of White Hat because I think you hit us at a great time. We've got a couple sites that rank great with that old-school White Hat style where it's like You're really passionate about one domain, you're really passionate about one product, and you can just jam on it for two or three, four or five years, become the expert. The New York Times starts linking to you, you're the industry expert, and all that classic white hat stuff. Mm. Well, now what happens when you want to run some experiments? When you want to hit it while it's hot? When you see an opportunity? You don't have another three years. You could miss out opportunities by taking the white hat advice.
1: Right, so in your spot, you're sitting there with five, $15,000 worth of inventory. You've got to figure out a way to move that inventory and it can't take you three years. I mean, the way you started out, it did take you a couple years, but sometimes you just don't have that time and you've got to get your rankings quickly.
2: Which is definitely what I have figured out for the most part now. I do test your sites all the time. You guys have seen them both. Within two weeks, It's on the front page for a very hard medical
0: term. Killing. Yeah, and again, we have seen this stuff, and that's why we're talking about it right now. And results may vary. Yeah. And you're not gonna read about this on Rand Fishkin's blog. Absolutely not. Take it as a grain of salt, but this is some stuff that could open up your stuff. I think the opportunities for this kind of fast scaling SEO are incredible. And part of it is it's a whole different competence too. If you're building out this idea that you're gonna be an industry expert and you're gonna be writing white papers all the time, right. that's one set of competence. But this is a little bit more like you're building an artillery yeah. and you're just going out there and you're, you're jamming on all these incredible opportunities.
2: Yeah. In my opinion, if you look at 99% of everybody doing the strictly white hat, the stuff that everyone else is telling them to do, they're not making money. I'm laughing circles around them, but unless you have a complete proper business that's not just run online, and there's no reason to not do this stuff.
1: Now, we're getting heavy on the theory here, and I think it's important because it's the backbone of what we're gonna start talking about here, which is the nuts and bolts of how to actually do this. But one thing I want to point out is you approach SEO like you have nothing to lose, basically. And I think that's a great way to approach it because it's aggressive. And you have to be aggressive with this stuff if you want to win,
0: without a doubt. It's kind of like a poker player the poker player that's the most successful doesn't really care about the money at the end of the day. And you have to be willing to maybe throw away a couple sites or throw away a couple You
2: just play your best and in the
0: end, if you play it right, statistically, you'll come out ahead. It's the same thing in SEO. Well, let's get started then. I'm excited. We've got five things that you don't know about SEO or that could change the way you approach it. So number one, if it's really good advice and if it's working and it's easily duplicatable, you're not going to hear about it.
2: This is completely true. People like me in general don't want to give it out. If something's working really well, there's no reason to share it without getting paid a lot of money. Right. Once the stuff becomes popular and everybody's doing it, then suddenly it doesn't work as well. It's devalued.
0: It basically starts showing up on Google's radar. Yeah. Google will change their algorithm to where those things don't work. So a guy like you with a bunch of sites that are basically test grounds. You identify something new. You know how easy it would be for somebody else to implement. So you know if you let that information leak out, a broad range of people start implementing it, and then all of a sudden it gets on Google's radar, and done. Panda, it's included in next exactly. month's Panda, and you're done. Exactly. I mean, that's kind of what Panda hit
2: on anyway already. It's because people found out they could make these low quality sites and rank them, and they were doing it. And Google went in and found it, and Added Panda algorithm, and now those sites are no longer ranking. Everybody's
0: suffering from it. And that's the reason why you've got this 95%, 5% split. Mm -hmm. Because guys aren't going to come out and sacrifice their businesses so that a couple thousand blog readers can get their jollies on a Monday morning. So the question then becomes, how do you find this stuff? And I think the answers are twofold. Number one, I'll make a sales pitch, Dynamite Circle. Obviously, there's a lot of guys in there that have knowledge that are willing to share, do partnerships, or stuff like that. The second way is is testing yourself. I mean, you got to get a bunch of sites out there and start testing this. Take some of the advice that people
2: are giving, the people on the cutting edge, and try it for yourself. It'll probably work. Right.
0: I think there's a lot of other places online that you could potentially connect with people, but I think you got to put your legwork in before people are really going to let you into that elite community. Oh, yeah. So let's start into the second one then. You can secure domain authority by... Developing your own high-quality blog network or content network Yeah. or you can buy into somebody
1: else's now This is new to us. This is something that Travis brought to our attention pretty recently here And I think this
2: is pretty rad. So basically you've got a content network explain to us what that is all right It's basically I've developed a whole network of different sites that are high PR high authority sites in Google's eyes They are all age pretty well They all have a high PR ranking anywhere from PR 3 to PR 5 and people put their links on these sites on the home page. Not that they roll off into the inner pages that have PR PRZ, they stay on the home page and point to your site. And with that, Google is seeing that, hey, there's 50 high PR, high quality, high authority sites linking to your site. So of course they're gonna think this is your site is a high quality site, it's gaining authority, it has to be important, we should rank it high. Now these are WordPress sites for the most part, right? Yes, just because it's easy. Okay. And Google respects WordPress.
0: So the most important thing with this is you don't want to get all the links at one time. It's like a classic SEO strategy, you want to drip these yes. links out over time. But from Google's point of view is getting on your blog network. Say I get 50 PR, for those of you who don't know, Google PageRank sites. From 1 to 10. Yeah. And if you're anywhere over like a 3, that's like a great site. That's a powerful site. And if you're getting a link from anything from 3 and above, you're talking about that's like if a major magazine or a blog that's very powerful linked to you. Pat Flynn over at Smart Passive Income was at PR 4 or 5. Now, what if I got a link from you, PR 5 from your blog network? Is Google going to make a distinction between whether Pat Flynn linked to me or whether you just tossed up a link on your blog network?
2: For the most part, no, not at all. These blog networks, Each individual site on there has tons of links pointing towards it, tons of high PR links. So those sites are powerful by themselves. If I was gonna take one of those sites and try to rank it, it would rank incredibly quickly because of its domain authority. But by putting links on it pointing
0: to your own website, your own website gains that authority. Now, this is just a revelation to me. It's simple, but this idea that white hats, they tell you, become an expert, write these incredible viral things that take you like weeks to do. And then if you're lucky, a couple PR4 sites will link to you. And you're basically telling me, oh yeah, I'll just drip that out on yeah. my blog network. And for Google, it's the same, same. Exactly the same. Let's move right. on to number three. So point number three, which is related and very interesting. There are web hosts, just like Bluehost and HostGator and, and all the Dreamhost or, or all these people that we talk about. There are web hosts that focus on giving you separate IP addresses for each of your domains so that in your domain portfolio, it appears as if these are all hosted at different IPs. We're going to put a, a link on the website. We're going to do a little bit of due diligence in the next couple days before we post this to get an affiliate link to the best possible host for this kind of thing. But why is this kind of thing important?
1: We're talking about different IP addresses for these different sites on your blog content network and the reason why you want different IP addresses is so Google thinks that there's different sites linking to you. Really you own all these sites and you're having them point to your sites obviously, right? But you want to make it look in Google's eyes like different people own these sites and that's why you need different IP addresses. Exactly.
2: It makes you look popular. Make you look like all these different people with, who are very valuable in Google's eyes are linking to your site instead of just one person with several different sites linking to
0: yours. And again, we are going to find and recommend one of these SEO hosts if any of the listeners are interested in setting up their own private blog portfolio, which Ian and I are super pumped <laughs> to do. I, We're absolutely going to invest in this. And it's coming that time of the year where you got to make investments because you have to decide whether you want to earn cash at the end of the year, pay taxes on it. whether you want to make investments and I think Ian and I are going to be investing in one of these private blog portfolios.
1: And this is something that you've been running for a while now right Travis?
2: Yeah, about a year.
1: Okay, is this something that you're going to offer to people?
2: Yes, it is something I offer to people for the most part. I don't take all links. You don't want sketchy links on your network so nothing x-rated, nothing spammy because it'll set off little alarms in Google's eyes.
1: Interesting. So that means that you're going to be able to buy into your content network and you are ranking very high for some key terms. So that's pretty ballers. So you're basically telling me you're an expert and you've got this
0: content network and you're going to let a select few people buy from you. Is that right? Exactly. But also his rankings are irrelevant. Just a little bit of backstory. <laughs> if you guys knew what he, Travis ranked for, your ass would drop out of your pants. I mean, <laughs> right. it's, it's amazing stuff. So let's move on to number four. I'm pumped about this one. This one is a watershed for me as well. Counterintuitive. If you have a bunch of high PR page rank links there comes a turning point. You develop a strength in a site. Basically the idea is, is that if you pump up one of your new domains with one of these blog content networks that you own or that you buy in a Travis's or whatever, it becomes a shield for spammy links. So because you purchased links essentially or manufactured high quality links, you can get crazy with that domain.
2: Exactly. In Google's eyes, it's saying that your site is strong enough that if a surge of links come towards your site, there's a legitimate reason for it. You're not spamming. You're actually a strong site, and a page has become popular all of a sudden, and people are actually linking there.
0: So basically, if you go out, buy a bunch of low-quality links, put a bunch of easy articles, and just like point everything towards your blog, either get docked and penalized, yeah. or you're going to... Be in obscurity, whereas you, who put a bunch of blog content links, all of a sudden Google thinks. You're the boss socks. And so then when you go out and do this hyper spammy stuff, Google's like, well, that makes sense. Because of course people are linking to this site, right? Exactly. It might
1: make sense for us to just do a little hand drawing here, and we'll post this up. I think that would be really helpful for some people to visualize. I know it is for me to visualize how this stuff works. But you know, for the most part, this is probably making people's heads explode <laughs> if they haven't heard about this before. This is some really, really advanced stuff. One thing I want to point out here with these blog content networks that we're stressing here is this isn't the only thing that's gonna get your rankings
2: definitely you still have to do all the other stuff link diversity is the word to remember here you're gonna still have to do the regular white hat stuff you're gonna to have to make your design links your squid dues and whatnot but right. you can also have a little more risque links like my main site which has become a complete Authority site you could spam it all day long it probably would just help it you can't hurt it right
0: I love this stuff this is so LBP, like this is the way I want the LBP to be. We're just like coming in at the top level. We're just coming in at the A player. I'm gonna have to go do my homework after this to figure out what we're even talking about. (laughs) So maybe on the blog post, we even put like SEO Moz, you know, beginner's guide to SEO or whatever, just to talk about that block and tack and stuff. Of course, you can always email us and we will answer your SEO questions on this program. Real stuff while we've got the time. All right, the final one we've got you here on the LBP Travis, after Panda, this one has been coming a little bit more on the white hat radar. But this is another one. And this is one I got from you, it just blew me away. On-page optimization factors are more important than ever. Without a doubt. This is exactly what people don't say anymore. People say, all we care about is the anchor text link profile now. You're showing me these funky little things you're doing to your sites, and it's having a profound impact in highly lucrative key terms. So what's the deal here?
2: Well, a lot of people don't know it, but Panda's goal was to Eliminate spammy looking sites and people had found out that they could throw up cheap sites with bad content just spun Not updated frequently short short articles, and they could find out that they could rank well for it with a little bit of links Well, Google doesn't want spammy sites in their rankings, so they implemented Panda and It killed all that suddenly people with low quality sites were not ranking high So now more than ever you actually have to build high quality sites. You have to have your front page needs a lot of content. I recommend 2000 words of keyword rich content to everybody on their homepage. You need to update your site regularly with new material. Don't just update the front page but add to it. Always make your site bigger. I have it dripping just about every day a new post goes out. Also social interaction is more important than ever. Put a Facebook like, a Twitter button on there. Get people to interact with it. Google is ranking that now because it's showing that it's a high quality site. And last of all, your bounce rate. Google can tell if somebody comes to your site and immediately leaves. We're talking about hitting the back button. Yeah, hitting the back button. Google can tell. And now they're penalizing that because it shows that your site is not high quality. They want people to stay on your site and engage in it. So make it engaging. Make something that's going to hook them there and keep them there for a minute or two.
1: In my mind, I look through the new Google Analytics package that they've put out, and I think you guys have probably gone in there too. They're tracking a lot of metrics now. And you know if Google is tracking these metrics in analytics, they've gotta be important to the SERP. So a good place to start also is to go
0: through, look in the analytics, and figure out what they're actually tracking in there. Yeah, and quick tip on this. Not a lot of people know this about Google, but Google also knows whether or not your site gets skipped over in the SERPs a lot. And they will adjust the SERPs based on that. So for example, this is a lot of what they're talking about with the branding updates is, Google's never published this, by the way, mm-hmm. I don't think. But if people search for Blue Yeti mic, and you show, your site shows up number one, but everybody's clicking on number two, Google will use that as a ranking factor to move number two up. So that's your meta descriptions, making sure you go in there and you make it salesy, you make that H1 tag convert buy this product now or whatever, you put your 195% of doctors agree. So anyway, that's meat and potatoes, but for me, it's just an appetizer, baby. Let's get moving on to the quick tips, tricks, and or funny joke section. Alright, we got a couple minutes here. Let's talk about some premium SEO tools, things that you use to make sure that you're ranking well. First one you got is SERP Fox. You sent this to me in my email this morning. How to use it? How does it work? It's a new program as far as I know. It's a rank tracker
2: that I absolutely love. If some of you have used the other rank trackers to rank your keywords, see how they're doing, they're a little buggy. They don't work well, you have a lot of trouble, and a lot of times it has to be loaded up on your computer and is slow. SerpFox, they provide web-based rank tracking. You can set it where you want to track it from, so of course I'm setting it from the United States. That's where most of my business is from. If you're located in Australia, you can set Google from there. You can load in all of your keywords and see how they're doing. So a competitor to this
1: would be Market Samurai, correct? Yes. And we do Market Samurai reports at the end of the week. Sometimes we'll see that our rankings have fallen or they've grown or something like that. Usually when they've fallen, send an email, what do you think's going on with this? Our guys will say, oh, it's just Market Samurai didn't really actually fall. You do the search in Google and it's still there in number one. So that's what you're talking about, Buggy. So you think this new program
2: is a lot better? For that, yes. I still love Market Samurai. use it every day. But for tracking your rankings, SerpFox is wonderful. And it's cheap. You can track 10 of your keywords for free.
0: And you can do upgrade and track more. All right. So the second quick tip we've got on today's episode is the old standard Market Samurai. Oh, yeah. Everybody in this house has a copy of Market Samurai on their computer. It does have a few issues, but it's still the industry leader. Why? What are you using this program for? Gosh, absolutely everything. It's like Command Central, right?
2: Yeah, it really is. It's running every day. I hardly ever even shut it down except to update it. Check the rankings. I can check the backlink portfolio. See what I have, see what my competitors have. Check competition. If I'm going to go into a niche, even though I can usually outrank them, I'll still check. I don't want to go get somebody that's just absolutely impossible to touch. I don't want to go into the weight loss niche. You can check their backlinks and say, hey, this is impossible, it's not worth my investment back off. And
1: one one other quick tip that we do, uh, we keep reports every week on our competition. I'm not sure if you do this too, Travis, but it's it's something that you might want to consider is uh,
2: keeping tabs on your competition with these products. Especially if your competition will be optimizing as well.
0: So if you guys are interested in getting your own SEO command center and you want to support the podcast, we'll put an affiliate link to Market Samurai episode number 81 at lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. And as a bonus for buying it, from our affiliate link and supporting the show, we will send you a webinar that we are recording for DC members with Travis next week. We'll send you a copy of that webinar. So anyway, Travis, man, you're putting my brains on the Mm -hmm. wall. We are taking bold action on a lot of the advice because, again, Ian and I have a little bit of a cash flow business. We have some old school. We're passionate about certain niches and we did all the white hat stuff. But now we want to play the game a little bit. We want to experiment. We want to move faster. And I believe that you hold the key to how to move fast at scale for this stuff. Thanks so much for sharing your knowledge with us. I appreciate it. How can the audience get in contact with you if they want to learn more or become a client? I don't know. What exactly services are you offering right now?
2: You can find me at my website, supremacyseo.com, and I will take on a large majority of clients. I tend to lean towards the upper echelon of clients. I want people who are tackling big businesses. I'm not offering the low-level stuff. You
0: have to be willing to invest in it. Just to give you an idea of the profile, Travis here, like you have a six-figure product business. This is almost something you do out of the goodness of your heart. It's a little bit extra. Yeah. So it's not like this is your thing. You're not some SEO dude who has a bunch of clients and all this kind of stuff. This is on the side. Right. Okay. So anyway, that's SupremacySEO.com. Hopefully, we're going to be hearing a lot more from Travis in the future. Man, I hope you come out and become more of a leader with this stuff because... you really are causing a revolution for a lot of the people that are coming in contact with these ideas. So appreciate that. And if you guys want to make a revolution in your business, we do recommend that you go make a cold call. (laughs) Booyah. Hey everybody. Thanks for listening. Don't be shy. We've got a mailing list, lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. Go there, get yourself signed up and we'll keep you up to date on every